listening to another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. I'm really excited about uh, sharing heart and just uh, basically preaching what God's put on my heart, but I'm not going to be doing it alone tonight. This couch isn't all for me. Uh, I'm going to have a, a, a team of people who are going to come up and, and we're, we're going to just share because this year is about a year of overcome, all right, a year of overcoming. And, um, and that's not just one area of your life, it's every area of your life. And so we're really uh, passionate about not uh, just having messages for messages sake, but actually being able to bring uh, real principles to everyday life to help us take a step forward. And we often talk about the spirit, the soul, but we very rarely talk about the body. Right, we always thought we just had a, a, you know, remember the checkmate series? Like, I hope you remember that. It was literally, you know, 10 days ago. So we had a checkmate series and, uh, you know, a lot of it about the spirit. But, and we talk about the soul, our mind, our will and emotions. But very really do we actually talk about our physical body. And this is something I'm actually quite passionate about. And I've actually felt like God stirred me saying, come on, I want you to talk to this. I want you to breach this topic and, and really focus on this area. And have you ever had a moment where you're, you're in an environment and then all of a sudden it's just like, you just, I don't know, like the, you just kind of gobsmacked. You're just kind of like, what? Like just those kind of like, I can't even believe this is happening. And for me, it happened in July. Uh, we were in, uh, I was in uh, Sydney and went along to Hillsong Conference with some of our team and from New Zealand. And it was a great, great environment, been there numbers of years. And if you're not sort of used to the church and all that, but basically it's a real gathering of churches, not just from Australia, but actually around the world. And here we are in this uh, amazing stadium, 25,000 people all together. And they're just, you know, there's such great God moments. It's like summer retreat, um, you know, but it's just not as personal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just amazing. And, and, um, and I didn't mean to be like down on that. I'm just trying to be funny. Anyway, stick with me. I'm in this, I'm in this moment. There's people speaking and they're talking about some of the challenges of today's society. And, and next thing they're doing exercises, right? And they're saying, okay, I want everybody to breathe in for four, you know, now out for four. And, and I don't know if about you, but I'm just thinking, is this for real? Like, like actually, is this for real? Like, I'm sitting looking around and 25,000 people are going, <sighs> I'm like, I don't know if I left my wife at home with our four-week-old to come to Sydney to sit here and learn how to breathe in for four and out for four. You know, it's 96, how's the sessions going? Oh, just, you know, just my lungs, they're great. Like I'm just feeling so refreshed and revived. And next thing you know, we're all on our feet and we're doing gymnastics. Right, like, and you're going to think, what kind of conference is this? This isn't this. I've never. Here we are. We're all, it's not pre-show. No one's trying to be funny. They're literally someone's in spandex up the front, and they're teaching us moves. And uh, you know, it's awesome. And they're like, you know, the old don't hit your neighbor, but you know, out and up and. And in this moment, I had a moment where I thought, how did it get like this? Now, what they were teaching was absolutely essential. Because what they're really saying is that things have got so out of balance in today's society, things have got so out of whack that we need to teach people how to count to four and to breathe. And we need to teach people how to move again. Like, you know, don't just sit down, but stand up again. And don't just sit down. And, and, and I'm thinking, wow, this has gone out of control. Life has got so full, people have got so occupied, there's been so much going on that people now have forgot the very basics of life that you were born with when you came out of the womb. 
And now we've been so restricted and so uh, piled on and so much stuff happening that people are, we're living limited. And I felt like God said, come on, I want you to focus on this area. And now hear me, as your pastor, I have a huge uh, element of sensitivity towards this topic because I know it's personal. And it's got to hear me, it's not about a shape and it's not about a size or an ability to do some level of activity and, and be better at something than somebody else. It's not about that at all. But it's about realizing that God made us spirit, soul, and body. And He made them in that order. But if we don't get our body working the way that it's supposed to work, it's going to affect our soul. And it's surely going to have an impact on our spirit. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. No, just eat whatever you want. Just like laze around as much as you want. Just do whatever with that. That doesn't really have any significance. Actually, it has huge significance. Because we're in an epidemic at the moment in this world of inactivity. Inactivity, but there is a rising climb of mental health like never before. Could it be that there is a link between these things? And I would like to say 100%. Why? Because in my own family, I've journeyed with someone very closely who unfortunately went down that road and found themselves even in an institute where they weren't safe amounts anyone else. But the road to their recovery, a lot of it was about getting physically active. Now, they, you would have no idea. No one would ever know their past, but a lot of it is the fact that now they are physically active. They ride to work every day, and they have a gym membership, and they do all that sort of stuff, and no one would know. But why? Because their soul was so bound by so many things that had happened to them, and now that's not the complete answer, but it is a big part of it. And I don't want to make a generalization either that every uh, you know, challenge that we face or or mental state that we're in, or disease that we have is because we're not doing enough physical. That's not what I'm trying to say here. I have a sister-in-law who was diagnosed with diabetes, and she was someone who was very active and ate very consciously. Yet out of the blue, she gets this diagnosis, and now she lives with that. That's, but at the same time, for her to be able to live with that and it not affect her life, who knows that she's got to be active and she's got to look at what... And I just think, you know what? We need to bring focus to these things that are actually going to help us overcome. Because I think if we can overcome in this area, it's actually going to help us overcome in other areas. It's going to enable us to take amazing steps forward. Like, think about it. Think about it. We have been given phenomenal, I wrote this, phenomenal, complex, highly advanced, incredible mechanisms called the human body. You know, I wish I had David Attenborough's voice or something, right? Like, and we're designed to be resourceful, productive, robust, industrious, fruitful. We're designed to be, like, get things done. But if you're like me, our careers at the moment, and the majority of careers, don't really align up with that in the sense of activity. My activity in the day is going from my, be my, my desk, my bedroom, my desk, right, to the bathroom, from the bathroom maybe to the printer, to the printer, to the coffee machine, and then back to my desk. And even then, you know, like, we're probably thinking, is there an Uber for this? Like, seriously, can we, like, like, honestly, we're so inactive. We're so inactive. Rather than washing our own car, we go get a free latte while somebody else washes our car. Right? Like, we put fake grass down so we don't have to mow anything. We buy a dog to get active, and we pay somebody else to walk it. Like, it's, like, seriously, it's out of control, right? Like, is this real? Like... It's real. And convenience, which we think is trying to help us, is actually killing us. It really is. And now, I know there's a number of people in the room that no doubt are feeling like, come on, man, you're our pastor. You shouldn't be talking about these things. Talk about godly things. You were made in the image of God. Your body was given to you. The 
Bible says it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. I think it needs some stewarding. And hear me, I'm speaking, speaking of this passionately. I'm speaking this out of a place of personal conviction. And that's my heart tonight. That maybe for some of us, it's a revelation moment. Maybe for some of us, it's a kick back into what we used to be doing, but life's got full and things are happening and all of a sudden things are just out of balance in that area. Hey, that's right, I need to get back into that. I'd like to believe that as we bring some attention and as we bring some focus to this area in our life, I believe we're going to be more equipped to overcome Come on, more equipped to have a greater capacity, more of an ability to be able to see God work at our life. We're going to have more passion and more of an awareness of His presence in our life. Come on, if we would get active again and we would get moving and realize, come on, He built us to be able to get to work. Come on, think about it. We were to toil the garden. We were to, we were to work with our hands. And, and women were, you know, homemakers in that sense. But the women at the same time had full on, who knows, being a mum is full on. It's exhausting, Right. I don't come home and night is going, oh, it was just so easy. She's like, here, take that one. You know, like, go get that one. You know, like, it's, it's, it's like that in that sense. Why? Because you're, you're carrying children and you're, and you're looking after this and you're working that. And, and in the old times, they would have to put pails on their shoulders and they would walk out to a distance to, to gather water at the well. And then they would walk all the way back. There was this thing where at the end of the day, my body is tired. But now, come on, if you're like me, I'm getting home 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock, and my body's like, man, I haven't done nothing. All you've done is put stuff in, put stuff in, put stuff in, and you feel lethargic. And what happens if you like what I feel at the moment, your body's saying, just, man, you need to sleep more. You need to sleep more. But I don't actually need any more sleep. What I need to do is I need to burn out that which I've put in, which isn't bad. I've got to get it moving. So then that way, come on, some of the chemicals and the toxins and the endorphins and all that start working. All of a sudden, my mind's clearer. I'm happier. I'm more alert. And you're all thinking, dude, you're raving on like a crazy man. But I'd like to believe this. If we have an enemy who wants to rob, steal, kill, and destroy, do you not think that he would do whatever possible to take areas of your life Come on, to try and impact areas of your life that are going to cause you to be less effective, more prone to disease, less of a lifespan, more likely to pass on stuff generationally that are going to hurt others. If just we would steward what God gave us. I think about it even with eating pork. Now, some of you are saying, please do not tell me I cannot eat pork. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. Even when Moses gave the law in Leviticus about pork, who knows, it wasn't Moses making up a law. It was passing on God's instruction. In that time, the focus was to eat meat. When you ate meat, it was hardly cooked. It was more of a rare kind of meat. It was even raw at times. If you eat pork when it's not well cooked, not cooked properly, it is full of bacteria and disease. And here's God saying, I don't want you to have and be impacted by that stuff. I don't want you to have that in your bodies. I'm not trying to be a party pooper. I'm not saying, man, don't have an extra ration of bacon. I don't want you to be. What I'm saying is, hey, at the moment, you don't understand what's inside what you're eating. And so here's God trying to help them. Now we understand because there's research and there's an ability to know, yet still we're putting in stuff that is causing harm on us that we say, oh, it's a spiritual attack. I've got migraines all the time. When was the last time you drank two liters of water that day? And got up and went for a walk and got physical. And we went, oh, no, it's other stuff. Maybe the spiritual attacks are actually a lack of stewardship in my body. Not all of it. I'm I'm not making a general comment for everything, but I am saying I think there's something in me That God's saying, and he's saying to me, Craig, you might be happy with where your weight's at. But your physical ability is probably where it hasn't been for a couple of years. 
and your body wants to sleep. It doesn't need any more sleep. What it needs is to get sharper. It needs to get more disciplined. It needs to, come on, I've got more that I want to give to you, but you've got to get more active. And that's the challenge that I'm at at the moment. And I would love some others to come up and join me so that we can hear their stories and hear their amazing input as well. So I'd love you to put your hands together for Thea, Colin, and Leo. How are you guys? Good. That's good. good. So good to have you with us tonight. Maybe just really quickly, um, Thea, do you want to just tell us a, a little bit why you're passionate about this topic and a little bit about what you do? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I've just grown up my whole life really just loving food. Um, but at the moment I run two food businesses. So one is a cooking school called The Kitchen Wiz where I empower people hopefully to get back in the kitchen cooking with real food. Um, and the second is a meal delivery business called Eat by Design. So we just had our first delivery of boxes today, Come on. Um, which is really so cool. Good. That's awesome. Really cool. Leo, what do you do, mate? I'm a um, personal trainer. I'm a trainer or SAS coach, whatever you want to call it. And I um, help people sweat and <laughs> work hard. And, but yeah, my job, I, I got no real choice to be. Um, inspired in what I do because i got to encourage others. So if I can't encourage myself, it's pretty hard to encourage others. Yeah. Do you, like, get joy out of, like, other people? Like, absolutely, like, you know, that moment at the end where they're like this? Like, they're like... <laughs> do you, at that point, at, at that point, you're like, yeah, I deserve my wage. You know, like, I just, you know, like, yeah, now pay me. You know, like, does that feel good when you're like, you're down and out, now I'll take your money? Like, does that just... I feel like that's my job. Yeah. <laughs> to, to do that, but it's nah, good. I just, I just try to bring the best out of people, yeah. and um, whether that's it's making great. them feel like dismantling that. way, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Colin, how about you, mate? What do you do? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was a young man with a dream. Uh, I grew up in uh, the central, northern part of Mongolia, and um, I just used to watch TV with my family, and I saw, you know, I just knew I wanted to be an Olympian, so I trained wow. in the Ganges. <laughs> <laughs> I'm carrying on this. Yeah, anyway, I stuffed it. Um, no. <laughs> I made a joke this morning that I was a, Mongol a part of the Mongolian swim team, and um, I reckon right. more than half the crowd bought it. Oh, that was really good. I was in. So. Man, I, I, I went back down that road. It was great. Yeah, no, I'm just an office worker. Um, yeah, I spend my day, I swivel my head to the left and right. Sometimes I've got to wrestle the mouse. Uh, and um, oh, sometimes I go to the toilet. I don't, I don't, just general office stuff. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Now, probably jumping straight in, I said before that I reckon it's actually, there is a spiritual battle in the area of, of the body and, and this whole area of health. Do you think that is part of the enemy's plan to, to try and rob and steal in this area? Um, definitely. Like, when we look at the whole mind, body, spirit, like, maybe some of us are really sharp in our, in our spirit and our walk with God, and, um, but, you know, we may be neglecting our body or how we treat it, and the devil it goes around like a, a roaring lion, you know, he's looking for a place to get in and really to cause that havoc in your life. So it might just be, you know, like you said, suffering migraine. You're like, why is this happening? You know, it's, it could be an attack yeah. in a sense. Yeah. 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 Leah, how about you for you, mate? Like you see a lot of people coming in. And yeah, it's, it's, um, it's getting younger every, every year I see. And um, sad to see a few people just walk in the door, a bit sad and unhappy about the way they look. And, and it's, um, it's affecting just the way that they live, not only obviously in the gym, but relationship with others it's, it's, it's affecting and all that all those aspects wow 
Colin, what's the video story? Man? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in my life, um, I've definitely recognized that, you know, like you nailed it before, um, John 10, 10 says, the enemy comes to lie, kill, steal, and destroy. And um, my wife, Alara, and I, we went through a pretty tough season that really affected us, you know, mentally and uh, emotionally, like, you know, spiritually as well. And we're carrying that baggage. And, um, you know, there was a couple of Christmases ago, you know, uh, we were family, you know, and I was looking at my weight was like the biggest I'd ever been. You know, my mood was super low. It was affecting my relationship with Alana and my relationship with others. And, you know, and I just knew at that point that I needed to make a change. So um, I did make a change. And, um, you know, I lost 20 kilos, like, just by watching what I eat, you know, just getting a little bit active. My mood increased. My capacity for ministry increased. And that's how I dominated the devil. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So good. Well, I kind of want to go down two avenues. I want to go down the, the eating side and the physical side because it really is a combination of the two. Um, and I think it's no question that undeniably, um, you know, the quality of our life is, is very much determined by, you know, what are we eating and, and, and what are we physically doing? And so, Thea, I want to bring in the sort of the uh, nutrition or the food side for you. And, um, you know, a lot of the food that we have access to now is, is quick and it's easy and, and it's, in a sense, probably is, to, is cheap, you know, really, uh, when you think about the likes of fast food and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, is this actually helping us or is it actually harming us when it comes to this sort of stuff? Well, there's always a price to pay for convenience, right? Um, It is great that we have access to things that are quick and easy to go go and eat, but it does come at a cost and obviously that is to our health. Um, So a lot of the things that we think we're putting into our bodies aren't actually that healthy and there's such there's a tremendous amount of research at the moment you can just hop onto you know world health organization and read it for yourself but um something called chronic diet related diseases they kill over 41 million people a year um so it accounts over 71 percent of of deaths so all those deaths could be um you know stopped if we actually thought about what we ate and you know, we come back to a level for everyone's still alive. Like, you know, you think, okay, like, what are we suffering from? That could be skin, skin disorders or migraines or um, high blood pressure, diabetes with almost 300 people a day being diagnosed. And most of that is type 2 and that's diet related. So there's all things that, I mean, every one of us either is suffering or knows somebody with one of these things. And we don't often think that it could be caused by something we're eating, not just, oh, we have this. Like, we need to really look closely. Yeah. 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 It's amazing because when you have, like, so I was saying before we got um, a little one now, he's three months. It's amazing because the what, um, like, Nadia eats obviously is passed on to Ezekiel. And it's amazing, like, if Nadia has egg, uh, then as soon as... Um, Ezekiel has this next feed straight away he's just he's vomiting he's just like blah blah like it's amazing like we think oh no it doesn't relate you know as we get older but it's still the same like you know it's this flow on through effect and for me I found out I was lactose intolerant two years ago and I grew up in a dairy farm and had milk all the time but I think what's actually now going in food is different to possibly what it used to be and so I've, once I worked it out and I stopped having it, I, I was getting chronic hay fever and I was getting like asthmatic kind of feelings. The moment I stopped having dairy, I no longer got hay fever once and I haven't had that asthma feeling at all. And it's crazy, like this is milk, you know, like now not that's just for me personally, but I never thought that that would be, hay fever would be linked to the fact that I'm having milk, you know, like it's, um, it's full on. And so, so there is food. Like God obviously designed food and all of that sort of stuff. So share a bit of your passion about food. And you, you keep using this term real food. All right. Let, let, tell us, talk us about real food. 
Yeah, real food. Um, you know, it seems like a bit of a trendy term at the moment, doesn't it? Um, but I suppose real food is minimally processed. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't come in a packet. Um, it's from the earth, from trees. It's basically how God designed us to eat um, in the first place. And it's just because we've kind of interve- intervened in a lot of processes and systems that now we do eat a lot of packaged food. So it's getting back to eating and prioritising your vegetables, your fruits, your good cuts of meats and your healthy fats. It's truly as simple as that. It's not putting labels on anything like low carb or this or that or, you know, whatever works for you, um, you know, the flavour of the month kind of diet. It's, it's truly as simple as that. It's getting back to basics and just eating from the earth. Brilliant. Eating from the earth. You need to get close to your Italian neighbours because all of them, their backyard's not a backyard. It's a veggie garden, right? And you just pray that those trees are growing over your fence. And because uh, if you're Nadia, then it's yours. You know, like <laughs> straight truth, straight truth. Um, so, Colin, you said like in regards to you changed your eating and things like that, and, and there obviously there was a weight reduction and stuff like that. So, what was one of the techniques you used to do that? Like, is it? Yeah. So um, for me, uh, it's it's kind of funny like that. I'm on this panel like among such amazing athletic people, and um, to be honest, like people who were just naturally athletic make me a little ill. Uh, and I've never really understood, sorry guys, like you guys are really lovely, I've, it's been great to get to know you through the day. But um, no, yeah, so there was a couple of things that I needed to do. I didn't really know where to start, to be honest, and I think that's a, that's a challenge a lot of people kind of have. But, you know, I was kind of thinking about it. there were three real steps, and the first one was I just needed to get resolved. Like I just needed to be like, yep, okay, this is going to happen, you know. And uh, the Bible talks about a godly sorrow that leads to repentance. I need to be like, man, I'm sorry, like I need to treat you better body. Like, and the Bible says that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, so you might as well treat it pretty good. So the first one was get resolved. The second step for me was to get smart. So what am I eating? I had no idea. I'm just like all the day, just like the whole day, like, oh, right, oh, right. You know, so like I started logging everything. I had uh, calorie counting using my fitness pal. So free app and you just log everything you eat. And I'm like, whoa, I'm eating how many calories? Like anyway, so I just got smarter about that, smarter about what I was doing. And then the next thing was just discipline. Yeah. You know, there's a scripture in Corinthians that talks about like, I discipline my body that I finish the race, you know? And That's I think good. it's so important. To, yeah. Um, and that, that scripture yeah. actually talks about like, you actually like, you know, in a sense, one version you can jam to things says, I beat my body into submission, you know, and how often do we just go with the crave? Oh, I'm craving that. Now, if you're pregnant, no one's going to argue with you, <laughs> but not, we're not all pregnant all the time, right? Like, seriously, like we just crave it. We're like, oh yeah, no, I feel like chips. Oh no, yeah, I feel like Coke. Oh yeah, no, I feel like that. And it's so accessible. Like, seriously, it's like, oh, I feel like Maccas. You know, you don't even have to get off your seat. You know, next thing the doorbell rings, yeah, you know, like... It's there, you know, it's so accessible. And, uh, but that counting thing, actually being aware, I know that really helped me because Leo, you got me onto the MyFitnessPal app. And so we're talking about food going in, but then there's the reality of activity, right? Because we all need food. Like no one can go, oh, okay, then, well, I'm just not going to eat. You know, that doesn't work. Um, so there's this, there's the fact that we're getting food in and I've always thought as food to be fuel. Yeah. I've always thought about it that way, that, that God's given me the machine and I've got food for fuel that needs to go in. And so there's this element of getting the fuel in. And then obviously we've got to use it, right? Which is what you do for a living is you get people using what's in there. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about that. What happens? So we eat what's happening in our body as that food goes in. And as we start getting activated, what's actually going on? Um, so just obviously the food is for fuel. And when you start exercising or, or you know, getting active for the day, you start to burn this food. You start to use it for energy, for what it's for. Um, 
on the flip side, if you're not exercising or say you've got a job where you're sitting down all day and inactive, um, the food starts to, starts to store instead of breaking down. So, um, and then over time, the food starts to store more and more and then um, things start to change in your body. You start to get more tired and, mm. and it starts to just build up and build up like uh, we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah. And so what happened, like, so it builds up, um, you know, then they come and see you and they go, oh, tribute boxing, that'll be awesome, you know, like I'll go and just hit pads, you know, so you, you get them in there and then at the, basically your, your goal is to get the heart rate going. And at that moment, it feels bad, right? Like for all of us out of here who go, you know what, I'm going to do something. It's not going to feel nice, right? Like when you see that set of stairs and you're like, I'm going to do that staircase 10 times, it sounds awesome. And the first one is going to be like, I smashed that. You're going to have the Rocky music. You're going to be like, it's on. And then halfway up the next step, right? Like it's going to be like, hang on, this isn't cool. But your heart starts pumping. What's happening? Like even though it feels bad, is it okay? Yeah, it's it's good for you. Um, I always tell my clients, you know, you've got to get, get comfortable being uncomfortable. <clears throat> and um, so obviously when you're exercising and you're working out, your, your body starts to break down. You're breaking down your muscles. Uh, not to get too technical, but you start breaking down your muscles and then that's why you're probably sore the next few days because you're trying to repair the muscles. Um, but also burning calories, you're burning food, you're burning energy. Um, you feel great. You start to release endorphins, yeah. so can't beat that. Yeah. <laughs> can't I love beat it. that. <laughs> um, anyone know that burn feeling that Lego's talking about, where it's just it burns? Yeah. Yeah. Not enough people have got their hands up. So seriously, <laughs> this week your goal, if you have not felt that burn feeling, is just simply, simply just go for like a five k walk. If you haven't done any walking, the next day you're going to feel muscles. You're like, where did that come from? Or Thea's probably going to tell you to do like, you know, 150 squats. Uh, do that, and then tomorrow you'll know that burn. Like, but it's actually not bad. It's not bad. That's your muscles working. That's everything going on. And um, I think for me, one of the lessons I learned uh, along the way was I measured myself to the likes of a Leo. All right? So, you know, you might see, you know, the, the magazine photo or might it be an Instagram image and stuff like that. You go, oh, yeah, I want to be like that. And we measure ourselves towards what is the elite, right? Someone who they've been doing it for years and they've got to that point and I think it can happen in the next week, you know, and we go for it and we don't see the results and we don't have that, but we've got the pain and we feel discouraged and, and we're not actually helping ourselves by who we're measuring ourselves towards. And, uh, and what that does is that crushes us and it stops us and it holds us back. And what we need to do is we need to get a realistic expectation of timeline and get a real expectation of just like, you know what, I'm not trying to be somebody else. I'm trying to be, as, as one of you said today, I want to be a better version of me. All right? I want to be a better version of me. And so, Thea, you love the whole fitness side of it as well. What has that been like for you, encouraging people around that sense of don't try and be someone else. Sure, you can have a goal. But how do you just encourage them to keep having their own personal ambition to get stronger, get fitter, be healthier. Yeah, I think it comes through a real personal revelation for yourself. No one can tell you, um, you know, how you're meant to feel or what you're meant to do. So you could go to a, a number of different nutritionists or the latest, greatest personal trainer or whatever, stick with them. You know, you, you could have a pretty good time, but you will never get the results. You never get to where you're meant to be until you get honest with yourself. You've got to really have that first-hand revelation of, like you said before, like, all right, that resolve, I'm going to do this and I'm going to stick at it and I'm going to get someone 
who's going to keep me accountable um, and just keep in track with them. I think accountability is huge. Yeah. Absolutely massive. Like, we were made to have community. So why not, like, bring your, you know, your husband or your wife or your best friend or whatever or find a new best friend at the gym. Like, you know, I found one of my, like, two of my best friends at the gym. So So, cool. Yeah. So, Colin, tell us a bit of your story then going on from that. So this whole element of doing it with others and... You know, just the, the sense of, okay, you counted your, your calories in a sense and you've got your eating side, but how did you get physical having been a... I think I fell for all the classic tricks of like, okay, things have got to change and I've got to go for like a 20K run just to start things off. Um, but obviously that doesn't work. So I was kind of thinking about, okay, well, I just need to get started. What can I do? And I was like, oh man, I have two legs. I can walk. Like, okay, walking something I can do. And, you know, I used to do that with my wife, Alana, and we still do that, just walking. And um, I remember one of our, some of our first walks, we would just be walking like one step a minute, just like, you know, we'd be so exhausted. It was really embarrassing, but we were just embarrassing together. And, uh, but that was really good. But then, you know, over time you start building and building and building. And uh, there's so many things you can partner with. There's so many people who can, there's so much resource out there. For me, like a huge part was finding the right shoes because I had quite a heavy step. So I found like a maximalist shoe. Like I used the brand Hoka, which helped me with my running it, you know, reduce the pressure on my joints, just things like that. You know, you can do reading and get research. But then, you know, over time, just building, building, building. And now I ride 180 kilometers a week on my bike. You know, I'm always running. I'm doing hikes up Mount Buller, like 1.5 um, kilometer elevation by myself. Uh, but, you know, like, it's just, like, I would never have thought that I would have gotten to this point, like, but I'm still on a journey, you know, I ate three ice creams, um, I've eaten three ice creams this weekend, so it's all, you know, it's all part of a journey, you know, and it's just one step at a time, you know? Yeah, and Leo, you're big on that, because I know you love your food, Uh, you know, and obviously you're active for your own job, but then, you know, you love to eat as well, like, and I think it's a really cool perspective that you have on it, and when I came and saw Leo, um, you know, about a year and a half ago, when Ninja Warrior came out for the first time because my son would lift up my T-shirt and Zion would lift it up and he'd be like, Dad, you haven't got abs like she does. And, uh, you know, (laughs) that's never encouraging, Um, you know. And so, uh, you know, and I was like, all right, I need to see Leo, you know. So, but you're a big about that. Rather than just having all these rules, you're actually about this ability to do it all, but being aware. So, like, a bit of encouragement how you do that, like. Um, Just probably a bit of balance. Um, Obviously, I'm Samoan and we... uh, we do everything around food, uh, so like, you can't really tell mum that you're on a diet because uh, <laughs> she'll probably kick you out. So, but um, for me, it's just all about balance. It's um, obviously too much of anything is isn't good for you, but just being balanced, making um, yourself accountable, like Colin does. Maybe count, get an app, get an app where you can count your calories and and just little stuff like that. They'll help you out for the way. Yeah. That's cool. And if um, and come see these guys afterwards while we're having nacho bowls and all that sort of stuff. Uh, come, and ha- come and hang out and, and, and chat. But just quickly, Theo, uh, food-wise, what would be, say, maybe two things? If you, if you were just going to avoid start, okay, what shouldn't I eat? What would be two things that you'd say? Let's not – just try, try not to touch those. Yeah, you guys probably all know, like, deep-fried food um, is a big one just because all those, those bad fats. Um, just aren't good for our body and just causes a lot of inflammation, which leads to a lot of other issues. Um, and soft drink, I think. And that's a really, like, if you were to cut out that, I think, for a lot of people, um, it's, qu- it's quite effective and it's, it's a step. And like your journey, you just need to have one step, one foot in front of the other. Don't just try to go all in, try to cut everything out at once because you just won't work. Um, yeah. So there would be my top two. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing, seriously, it'll be hard at the start. But you can do it. 
been four years since I had a fizzy drink. Just, just said no. <laughs> and then you just say no again, and then all of a sudden, it's not, it's not such a big deal. You'll crave it. But I honestly think that in our lives, these disciplines physically and around food can actually help us in our everyday life. And because we have forsaken these disciplines and because we don't have this ability to break through and to push through and to go past the pain barrier, you know, like we actually find in other areas of life, when it gets tough, we just settle for what's easy. We settle, oh, that's uncomfortable. I'll go to what's comfortable. Oh, I don't have to push through that because we haven't learned what it is to persevere. And sometimes these areas of training actually cause us to learn what it is to persevere and to keep on going when it doesn't feel nice. And that gives you a mental resilience. All right, yeah, your body's hurting, but actually it's a mental toughness and we all need a mental strength. Come on, stand. Having done all, stand. That's not just a physical thing. That's a mental thing. But if we don't know how to break through in areas that are trying to say, give up, stop, you're going to vomit, get lost. Like it's, no, no, this actually is going to help us in other areas of our life that is going to cause us to be able to have a greater resilience uh, within us. I want to ask one question before we finish. And you guys have been awesome. It's gone, time's gone really fast. But in an area, in an industry that is all about health, the reality is it's got pretty unhealthy. Because it is about a self-image. It's about some level of worth that somebody else can give us based on how we look and this whole exterior element. You know, I think the world's perspective is that it's body, soul, and spirit. But the Bible is very clear that it's spirit, soul, then body. Um, you know, how do we protect ourselves? How do we guard ourselves when we start going down this road uh, or, we, or we're already a part of it and you know, not letting it get unhealthy, not letting it drive our self-worth, not letting it be something that tries to give us a sense of, um, you know, self-worth. Yeah, so um, obviously God wants all of us. He doesn't just want, you know, our body. Yeah. He wants um, our mind, our spirit, our soul, all of it. So it's just having that realisation as well that, um, we need to be stewarding well every area of our lives. Like just like we steward our finances, we need to steward our body, but we need to steward our, our spirit as well. And at the end of the day, like, you know, our souls are going to heaven, our bodies aren't. Right. Um, and that's something that I always remember um, to keep me in balance as well. And just to yeah. know that, um, yeah, like our spirits and our soul, um, you know, that's what people see, really, really see. Like, yeah, they'll see your body or whatever, but once people get to know you, like your, your personality, everything, mm. your love for Jesus, that's what makes you beautiful and that's what makes you stand so out from good. the crowd. So that's it's what great, yeah. personally I love, yeah. That's awesome. It's really good. Leo? Um, probably like I said this morning, it's just about being the best version of yourself. Mm. Um, don't worry about anything else or what, it, what everyone else is doing. Um, focus on yourself. Have a good why. It's why you want to do it. You know, it doesn't... Um, if you look at your why and, and that why helps you, why you want to achieve it, obviously you're going to go through some tough times, it's going to hurt a little, you're going to go through some times, you're going to be disciplined, but if your why is big enough, it um, yeah. definitely helps with your uh, end result. That's cool. You call? For me, it was just about um, getting smarter about the motives and exactly what you're saying, Lee, about the why. Um, like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to look better, you know, like we're made in the image of God, you know, and we, reflect, we reflect that, we want to be the best version of ourselves, but you really need to um, gain a lot of more self-awareness, and even just laying it before God and going, well, why do I want to look a certain way? Why do I want to work towards this particular goal? And I think we, you know, in an age of social media, I know a lot of people, we follow, you know, social media influencers, 
you know, and these people that put on these unrealistic images, and I know especially for girls, they're comparing, 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 but is that, what, is that what's driving your, your, your urge? You know, is that what's driving your motives? And you just need to be really clear um, because, you, you know, the changes that you make and the decisions that you make will not fulfill you. If you look a certain way, that will not fulfill if you have an emptiness in your heart and there's a lacking of your relationship with God. What you do with your body won't fulfill the spirit. It's the spirit that will fulfill the body. And I think that's a really important thing. That's cool, mate. So good. I love it. You're saying um, this week when we're talking, you're just saying about the importance of actually loving yourself. Because the Bible says, come on, like, you know, love others as you love yourself. And um, if we don't have a sense of, you know what, I'm okay with, this I'm this is cool like this is my shape this is what God's given me and this is great then unfortunately we we lack because we're always trying to get it from somewhere else rather than being okay with where we are and then be able to bring something wholesome to somebody else and I think it's I think what you're saying the vision is amazing and for me I coach my son's uh, rugby league team and, and I love it he's nine years old but you know having Ezekiel who's three months old for me, one of my visions is, well, I know that when Ezekiel begets nine, he's going to want a dad who's on the field with him as well, that's running around with him. And if I don't do that now, if I don't start this now, it's not just about my capacity and my kingdom ability, although that's all tied into it. It's actually about my family. And I want to be a really good dad, you know, and if Nadia wants to have another three, then I want to be a good dad for those three as well. And <laughs> that's not happening, people. Uh, <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, come on, like, get a vision for it. Uh, it's not just about, oh, I want to lose five kgs. No, there's a greater vision. There's a greater purpose. And, and I really pray that you would always know that the Bible says, I don't mantle you or select you because of your outward. Come on, it's always about the heart. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifeau.org.